Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, um, when I was younger, I loved all novels by V.C. Andrews. I mean, Flowers in the Attic and that series was like my everything. And I continue to read her books as the years went on. So why do I mention this? Because anyone looking for soap-related programming for the next couple of weekends should tune into Lifetime. So the network is featuring two movies a weekend based on novels by V.C. Andrews and will feature some soap faves who will play very different roles than we're used to. So this Saturday and Sunday, Young and Restless's Laura Lee Bell, who plays Cricket, or as I like to call her, um, Christine, will be featured in Ruby and Pearl in the Mist. And next weekend, Days of Our Lives alum Christian Alfonso will be featured in All That Glitters and Hidden Jewel. So I spoke to Christian for an interview in our new issue, and she told me that she actually got the call for the role as she was packing up her dressing room at Days last summer. So I hadn't spoken to her since she announced her exit from the show as Hope, so we never discussed, like, how that felt for her to go back and clear out her room. Uh, well, for starters, her access card had been deactivated, so she had to prove who she was to security to get in. Um, and she just said it was sad, and when she got in the car, she told her husband, Danny, you know, not to look at her because she could feel the tears forming. I could feel the emotion in that interview when I read it. I, I mean, I've worked at Soap Opera Digest for 22 years, which is a long time, but doesn't hold a candle to how long days and hope were a huge part of Christian's life and identity. So I can only imagine how hard it must have been, you know, the finality of packing up her dressing room and so forth, especially because even though she's come and gone before, I think it's clear from what she has to say now um, that she believes this really is like the end of her, you know, Salem journey. Um, now in this issue, we are also uh, reporting on the death of Gil Rogers, who I grew up loving as Hawk Shane, Reva's dad on Guiding Light. And all my children fans will also remember as one of that show's all time most menacing villains, Ray Gardner. I remember. So I got an email from Kim Delaney, who played Ray's daughter and is now on GHS Jackie with her warm memories of him. And I actually got a call from Michael E. Knight, uh, who's Martin on GH. He played Ray's biological son, Tad, and he also shared his memories of Gil with me. And I actually have the most random Gil Rogers memory of my own. And I don't even know that you know this story, Steph. 
But when I was graduating from Smith College, the graduating class parades through the assembled guests on their way to their seats and everyone cheers as they walk by. And as I was making my way through this processional, whose face should I see in the crowd but Gil Rogers's? Uh, I, I would, of course, know his face anywhere. I mean, he was in my living room day after day, but he was just about the last person I expected to see in the flesh on that particular day. Uh, and I remember that my face clearly registered recognizing him and we made eye contact and a huge smile like spread over his face as he realized I was recognizing him and he pointed at me and waved and I never found out what he was doing there. You know, if he had a family member graduating or whatever, but it's a sweet memory for me and his warmth was like really apparent to me in that moment. Oh my gosh, I did not know that story and I love that story. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, March 23rd marks the 34th anniversary of Bold and Beautiful. Um, also in this issue, I spoke to John McCook and Catherine Kelly Lang, the two remaining original cast members, for a totally fun piece. So I gave them 34 names of co-stars they worked with over the past three plus decades. Thank you, Mara, for the suggestion. Um, as well as the Bell family. And, you know, like, ask them to share what stands out to them about each person. And it was a really neat walk down memory lane for them, you know, and for me. I mean, when is the last time you thought about Clayton Norcross, you know, the original Thorn? But it's amazing to think that those two have been on the show for that many years. I mean, I was in my dorm room at Syracuse when I watched the first episode. And it's just funny to think that B&B is the youngest soap on the air, and yet it's been on for 34 years. You yeah. know, there are so few shows on the air today that can make that claim to fame. Most now are lucky to get a second or third season, never mind 10, never mind 20, or what have you. Um, and, you know, I was talking to Daisy Susan Seaforth Hayes for a story in one of our upcoming issues, and she made the point that there will always be a place on screen for this kind of continuing drama, and I really can't disagree with her. Yeah, it's funny. When you were talking about the V.C. Andrews novels, I've actually never read one, but it made me think about my own obsession as a reader when I was like a preteen adolescent, um, which was the Sweet Valley High series, which was serialized. And instead of tuning in tomorrow, I had to wait until the next book in the series came out, which I think happened every month, if memory serves. And I would ride my scooter down to the bookstore and spend my allowance money. You know, I had quite the collection of these books, let me tell you. And then at a certain point, I discovered soaps and, and I dropped them. I mean, sorry, Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. Um, but I think the point I'm making is that the attraction to a continuing story is so strong and so deep in me, and I think is very human, and it goes back centuries in media. I mean, Charles Dickens wrote in serialized form. Uh, and frankly, I think the survival of the four remaining soaps coming up on a, a decade as being the only four shows left is a really strong indicator of the passion that the audience has for the comfort and the tradition and the drama and the fun of taking five visits a week to these fictional towns that have become a part of our lives. Oh, I agree. And, you know, based on the fact that we're seeing such strong Generations Next on each of these shows, there are still big plans for the future and for them to continue, which, of course, is great news all around. Now, our guests today definitely fall into that category. It's Days of Our Lives as Lindsay Arnold, who plays Allie Horton, and Lucas Adams, who plays Trip Dalton. So let's talk to them about their big story and what's ahead for Tally. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lucas. Hello. 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 Thanks so much for being with us today. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Well, we're excited to talk to you. Lucas, let's start with you. You grew up in Texas. So tell mm -hmm. us about your childhood and how you became an actor. 
Uh, well, becoming an actor was kind of the random part of my childhood because I, I was very big into sports. Uh, I showed livestock. You know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, 60 acres. Like, so I was a part of FFA. Uh, I used to show like lambs and goats uh, for like livestock shows. Literally, like, I, I was very into sports my entire life. And I used to do this, uh, this like kind of competition, the school competition called oral reading and like prose and poetry. And uh, where like as a kid, they would like tell you a story and then you'd have to tell it back in detail. And then I started doing uh, then like you had to do poems and you had to in voices and things like that as when I was like a second, third grader. And I loved doing that. I used to win every year and I would just like keep going, keep going. And I never really thought anything of it until my sisters were like, hey, you should try acting when I got into high school. And there was like a thing in, in Dallas that I was like, OK, I'll see if I can figure it out and I went down there and auditioned for like these agents and then they're like okay yeah cool and then as I graduated high school and three weeks later I moved out here to give it a shot and I was like might as well try it out while you know just jump in with two feet before you realize the water's cold <laughs> uh so you have to like kind of go for it and then yeah I I just I moved out here and a month later I got a commercial that kind of helped pay my rent for the first couple of years and then like literally just kind of snowballed from there. So it was, I'm very lucky with everything that's just kind of, it's just kind of happened and been the right place, the right time for a lot of it. Well, Lindsay, yeah. you're, from, you're from New York. Tell us, tell us your story. Um, yeah, so I'm from New York. I grew up in a little small town and I did um, sports also kind of growing up. And then I actually got an injury where I almost went blind in my right eye. Like I was playing a soccer game and this kid hit the ball up and it hit my eye and almost tore my retina. Fancy. Whoa. Yeah. Very, very bad. And so I couldn't play sports for like six months and I was a competitive gymnast. So I was just like out of sports for six months and I kind of was looking for a new hobby. So I randomly, I think my mom found some like local theater company who I ended up working with all throughout high school and stuff. Um, they were doing a show. I auditioned. It was Wizard of Oz. I played Glinda the Good Witch. Um, and I just immediately like fell in love with it. And I, I did my first show. I think I was 12 or 13, maybe 13. And then after doing that show for Christmas, I asked my parents for an agent. And they were like, well, that's not how this works, but we'll try our best to help you. We'll see what and, we can do. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up getting an agent. And then I started doing mainly commercials and stuff um, throughout high school, booking little day roles on like SVU, kind of crime shows that film in New York. Um, and yeah, and then I just kind of kept auditioning into college. And then I ended up booking days and that's when I moved out to L.A. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Lucas, I know you appeared on the Disney Channel. Um, so mm -hmm. tell us about that experience for you. Uh, well, that was, I, I actually, I, that was a funny one because I had always, as a kid, like, you know, you always joke about being that, uh, the silhouette character on Disney Channel that's like, who's coming in next week? Like, to meet the girl kind of thing. And then I ended up being that kind of character, which is really <laughs> funny. And so, uh, and I had to be, but I was like, I had to be like the California kid in that one. So I was like, that's complete opposite from like my personality. And so, uh, so that was like, that was really fun. And I also met my girlfriend on that show who it'll be six years in October for us. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, we met on that show. And so that, and I also met all of my best friends from that show. And so we still hang out to, well, 
not now, but we can we <laughs> hang out. We still hang out to this day, uh, uh, like every day almost when we can, like or when we could. And so now it's just been a lot of Zoom dance parties and things like that. Um, uh, but no, so Disney was it was that was such a family like feeling when you're there because I loved everybody on that set. It was so much fun and like you're only filming two days out of the week and the rest of the days you're rehearsing. So you're just kind of goofing around for three <laughs> of those days. And so you just really get to like hang out and be like personal with everybody. And like, you're there every day too. So it was, that was, that was a lot of fun. That, that, that was like something that I was really like, this is something I'll remember my entire life along with days. I mean, cause I've been here now for three years now, something like that. So like total four well i mean i'm talking about total wise i had i had a year off you know but no, uh, we don't but, count that <laughs> no exactly but that's what i'm saying like that's why like these experiences are like they're so awesome and they're gonna be things that are like yeah i'll remember my entire life and it's, it's so fun well Lindsay, i should have asked you like were you ever bummed that like sports just sort of was off the table for you no. Oh, I would have gone <laughs> I quickly crazy. realized I quickly realized that I was not a sports girl. I think as soon as it stopped, I was like, oh, I can very much live without this. So, it, which was crazy because it was like my whole life. But I think I was also coming to an end with especially gymnastics and stuff like that. It was really intense to be 11 and like just at uh -huh. the gym all the time. I was like, no. So, this is no, just your excuse. Really. Yeah, yeah you're, I was you're actually like, oh, this is on perfect. purpose. Yeah. I purposely almost blinded myself. <laughs> no, but yeah. It's like it so, went a little farther really. than you expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how far outside of New York were you that you were able to travel? And yes. Yeah, so I'm so, so grateful to my parents. And they had like flexible enough jobs that they could drive me down to the city a lot. I lived about an hour and a half north of the city. Um, and I was grateful to my high school. I had a teacher in high school because I would have to leave early from class all the time to go audition. And I had a teacher one year who it was my last class of the day and I was missing school all the time. And I was a good student, so he was chill about it. But he was like, oh, you decided to show up today? Like, thanks so much for coming mm -hmm. to class. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because I lived an hour and a half out, so it wasn't too bad. And then once I got older, I could start taking the train and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so not too far. Lucas, as we mentioned, you joined Days of Our Lives in 2017 as Trip. So mm -hmm. were you even familiar with Soaps or the show before you came to daytime? I was familiar with Soaps. And I, uh, it was actually the, my first ever speaking role was on a soap opera, which was on uh, Young and the Restless when I was freshly 18. And uh, I had a, like an under five role where I, I remember, I remember it was the best dressed I had ever been before at that point in time in my life. Cause they gave me like a pea coat and like dressed up super nice and be like, wow, this is, this is how we can dress. Even though it was like a hundred degrees and I'm very hot in this thing. I feel <laughs> awesome. And so I, I remember, uh, uh, but I, my sister loved days of our lives when, uh, Kirsten storms was here. Uh, uh, Kristen storms, Kirsten storms. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was obsessed with her. And so like, she used to watch it all the time when she was in high school, which she's 10 years older than me. So I was a little kid at the time. But like, I, like that's why I was actually fairly familiar. And also, I mean, Dr. Drake Ramore, friends like Joey Tribbiani. That's that's really how I know Days of Our Lives the most uh, at the time. And so, but I did go back and watched a bunch of things with Patch and Kayla, and like just tried to figure out what the feel was. Even though some of the things back filmed like in the '80s and '90s completely 
different vibe than like what we're filming now. But uh, I, I tried to familiar, familiarize myself as much as I could uh, when I did come into the set. So coming on, uh, having familiarized yourself, did you have mm -hmm. a sense of what iconic a character Patch was? Yeah. Well, especially when my manager goes, oh my God, you're Patch's son. I remember being in college, ironing like our shirts during our lunch hour as like, and we'd be ironing shirts and watching Days of Our Lives. And we used to think Patch was so hot. And I was like, and now you're his son. And I was like, yeah. I was like, so she actually got me more excited about it all because I just wasn't sure of the, I, I didn't know how big of an icon, how big of icons they were for the show until I really got in and like started talking to more of the fans about it as well. Cause I mean the fan base for Patch and Kayla are like huge. So I remember when I first came in I was like causing trouble for that. I was like, I'm going to get some, some pretty mean things coming at me here pretty soon. Well, when you look back on starting at the show and your two year run the first time around, you know, what stands out to you now? In a more of a negative way, the beard. I hated that beard so much. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't think I, I, I didn't like the way it grew. They kept trying to push me to have it growing. I'm like, guys, I don't grow a beard that well. It doesn't work that way. I can't just magically force myself to do so. And so and like, they were like, you know, they would, I have, I'm very blonde. And so like, they would like color some of it in to make it look a little darker. And I'm like, guys, we just don't need this. So like, we just don't. And so I think that weirdly enough, that's the thing that sticks out in my head the most. Cause I, fought so hard to be able to shave that so and they were like no 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 we want to keep it for like a little bit I'm like why in the world do you want this and so you're, whenever you're they you know when they called me back when they called me back I was, I was like yes I, I'd love to come back I just want I'm just telling you I don't want to grow a beard I'm gonna tell you right now I was like if you want me to have a little bit of shadow great that's my ballpark I was like if you want me to grow a beard can't do it I was like that's not my thing I can't do a mustache none of that no that's not how I do it I was like, my face doesn't grow that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> as we referenced, you did uh, leave the show for a time in 2019. What mm -hmm. was that like for you? That was interesting uh, just because it was kind of sudden at the time. Uh, uh, I, I was kind of figuring out that something was going on because mainly like there wasn't a lot going on for trip at the time. Like there, I, I was just kind of in the background of stories. And so I was kind of curious on where they were going with my storyline. And at the time I was like, I just have no idea where they're going. And then, yeah, like two weeks later, they call me and they're like, Hey, so we're not going to pick you up, but we're going to send you to medical school. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And they're like, so you're not dead. You're going to school. And we always need more doctors than Salem university. So remember, and I was always like, hey, okay, you know, whatever. I'm not going to take it personally. But then it was like the next week was my last episode. So I was like, oh, crap. All right. So I guess, so like I literally had like that whole year off and I got, I did a, a, a couple of like small movies. Uh, I just kind of stayed working and then got to hang out, like just kind of just get a little vacation for a better part of a year, which was actually really nice to then come back and then be in your house the whole next year. Yeah. And so it was a, it was an interesting time of that. Cause I had just gotten back into the groove. Like I had only worked two weeks, uh, when COVID hit. And so I had come back for two weeks and then, yeah, they're like, I was like, man, I just got back into stride and like ready to go. <laughs> and then now I go sit back there. And so, 
but not so that year was very very interesting just because it was like nice and it was a little slower which was nice so I got to like kind of enjoy myself for that year but then just come back to work and so that was kind of how that year was for me. Uh, now Lindsay you made your day's debut last year and I mean hit the ground running with a huge story so yeah what do you remember mm -hmm. about your audition and what did you know about days before you came? Um, so my whole audition process was just really, uh, so quick. It all happened within two weeks. So I sent in a video, uh, and then they ended up having me come out the next week to LA for a chemistry read. And then by the end of that week, they were like, can we have you on set on Monday? So I didn't have a ton of time and I didn't even know who I was playing <laughs> until I got to set and I didn't know that I was pregnant until the wardrobe people called me and they were like, okay, so we have to make room for the belly. And I was like, um, excuse me. <laughs> um, and they're like, no, the pregnant belly. And I was like, since when am I pregnant? So it all happened really fast. And as for my character, I knew literally nothing until like two days before um, and I knew a little bit about days. I had watched it with my grandma growing up. Like she used to take us to work and she'd always have her soaps on in the back and me and my older sister would sit and watch them. So we knew a little bit. And like, um, Lucas was saying, I watched friends. So I knew days from there. And I always joke that I like manifested getting on days because I've watched friends 30 times. <laughs> so I'm like, that's definitely how I knew it best. But, um, you know, I knew a little bit, I knew of Deidre Hall. I knew of Ali Sweeney, which is really cool. Cause obviously now I'm so connected to them in the show and everything. So yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Having so little time to prepare to play a legacy character with these you know, infamous family time, mm -hmm. daughter of Lucas and Sammy, how did you approach trying to, I guess, channel them a little bit? So it was actually kind of helpful that I didn't have that much time because I'm definitely an overthinker and it was almost better for me to just be thrown into it and be like, just, just do whatever comes to you when you're working. And, um, I started off working so much with Ari and Greg, which was great because they, were just really helpful with everything and kind of teaching me the ropes of being on a soap. And I wasn't working, like the first time I had to work with Deidre Hall, I was super nervous. I was super intimidated. And I had been working for like two or three weeks at that point. So I had kind of used that time to just learn, like, but I, I didn't really have time before, but it did help because I feel like then I wasn't as, I was pretty nervous. So if I knew how, you know, iconic these characters were uh, to the point that I know now, I would have been a lot more nervous, I think. So it did end up working out in the long run for me. <laughs> well, you did start the show with a huge pregnancy pad, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. not just like yeah. a few months pregnant. You were like way far along. I was like so, halfway there. <laughs> so what was it like to just navigate a new job and the pace of soaps while wearing like a prosthetic stomach? <laughs> yeah, it was it was just so uh strange. It kind of added this whole other layer to it because it was also then having this like 
physicality that I had to take on. Um, I mean, it was so much fun. Honestly, I kind of missed the pregnancy pad. It was, I got to wear really comfy clothes every day. I remember the first time they put me in something other than maternity jeans, not even regular jeans, like maternity <laughs> jeans, um, and a hoodie and jeans. They put me in heels and I was like, Oh, what is going on? Like, yeah. I don't know how to walk in these. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so it, it was really fun and I liked it. And I think it was again, helpful because I did get to wear just really comfy clothes. I didn't have to, I wasn't stressing about anything except just my acting. You know, I wasn't like, Oh, what am I looking like or whatever? Cause I was like, she's just, she's pregnant. She's chilling. It's not, it was, it was kind of like, it was also a lot of just, um, meeting everyone because of that storyline. Like I got to meet all of the characters, which was really lucky. And again, just really helped me with kind of, starting to fit in and like navigate all the storylines and all these characters. Um, so that storyline was great to start with because it really combined everyone that I needed to know. So that was good for me. And now on that same, on that same note, when you said like, they didn't tell you that you were pregnant. So they you know called you out wardrobe. That was like the same thing with our storyline. Mm-hmm. They called me saying that they were like, we just, we want to bring trip back with like a little bit more of an edge kind of thing, like back where he used to be. And I'm like, cool, sweet. Awesome. And then I get here. And that's when I'm like, oh, oh, there's like, oh, this is not the storyline I was expecting to come yeah. back to. I didn't and they, know and about they that storyline either. Yeah, and they wouldn't, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't tell us anything. Like we would, we'd be asking. I'm, I'm like, did I do this? And they're like, I'm like, because everything. And they're like, they're like, well, we, we, you, you'll find out. I'm like, I, when, I remember I'm when like, I was pregnant. I would ask, and I was like, who is the father? Like, can I know? And they would just be like, you don't even want to think about him. I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're I like, guess I'll, I'll play with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, it's so, so like, I, I remember getting the first script that like it hadn't, you know, referenced anything else. It just like that she ran into Henry's father at, you know, this town square thing. And I was reading that and I was like, and I, I, remember, I remember looking at shelves and I'd be like, I was like, I think I might have a kid now in the show. I was like, I don't know. I was like, do I, that's a whole new jump. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so I don't know funny. what's going on. So yeah, I, I, that was, that was a very surprising leap to go yeah. with. They always do that. Yes. Well, Lucas, tell us like what it was like to actually get the call saying we want a good old trip and his new uh, education back on the campus. Yes. It was actually, re- it was actually really exciting because it was like right before I was going back to Texas for Christmas. And so it, it was kind of like, they're like, hey, we're not sure yet. It was actually Marnie who called me. And so, and uh, she was like, hey, I'm, we're not sure yet, but there's been a lot of talks about you coming back. And I've been, you know, mentioning your name about it a bunch. And we're wondering if you'd be interested. And I was like, I mean, yeah, of course. So she's like, you know, there was like, I've heard about the time jump and things like that. So I was like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I might be a doctor by now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this would be kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm down for it. But no, I, I was actually very excited, especially because I the potential of like the storylines that could happen with anything with the hospital or and then like finding out what was because they didn't I, they literally told me none of this when they were like what storyline was really going on when I came back until I got the script. So I had no idea. And so uh, I just thought they were coming. I was going to be like more like a black patch, you know, partner or something. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, but no, I was, I was very excited because I also felt, I felt like I hadn't been gone that long anyway. And so when I came back, it was like, I was just gone for like a, an extended vacation. And it kind of, that's why I was like really getting back into the groove and like 
running into everybody again in the hallways. And it was just kind of like, you know what, I'm back. And I feel like it, I never even left. And so it, it was, it was really, really exciting just because I felt like I was back home. Well, that's great. Cause on a side note, I know I've told you many times that I felt like there was so much potential with trip. There was, you know, that writing him out just seemed just like what? So when it they was, brought it, back, yeah. it's so great because. It, cause no it, but it really was like, there story. wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on in this story at that time when they wrote, you know, wrote him to go to college. Cause it like, I was like, what I, I was another, I had fallen in love with another woman that didn't really love me kind of thing again. <laughs> and like, the trip had the, you know, pretty bad luck with the ladies so far. Uh, and, but like, and that's why it's just like, okay, am I just, am, am I like just this background for right now? And that's why whenever they told me that I, I wasn't surprised because I was like, oh yeah, I was like, I was curious where you're going to go with this because yeah, I've been in this background giving, you know, the pills or whatever kind of thing for the last like two weeks and I'm like what do I need to be doing you've given us the sense that you did not know that your uh, storyline was going to intersect but do you remember meeting each other for the first time and what your first impressions were of one another not as your characters but as mm -hmm. people um, you take this one <laughs> yeah, I think our first scene was <laughs> when I you. <laughs> our first scene was when I slapped you. I think right. Yeah, and that's the was. first time we met. We met. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's so long ago, but yeah, I think I just thought I was like, oh, this guy's really nice. I was kind of nervous about slapping him because I. I have like really long arms. And I thought I was just gonna look like a spaghetti, like flying she around. Kept, you kept saying that too. You were like, I, was, yeah. I feel like I'm not gonna, I'm not so gonna I, get a good slap I think motion. There was a pretty much immediate comfort with me, at least on my end. I was very comfortable with Lucas immediately, which obviously has been just really helpful for the mm -hmm. stuff we had to go through uh, together. So, because mm -hmm. the first day they were like, "All right, slap him." I mean, obviously yeah. I didn't really slap him, but I was like, that was my first time doing. I was, sort of, I like, was all quote for unquote it. stunt I'll work. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, yeah, no, you're good, you're great. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just like, I was like, okay, I don't know, like, which has been pretty much how our relationship has gone from there. It's just a lot of me being like, oh my god, I'm so nervous about this or blah blah, because it's like you're gonna be fine. It's cool, it's fine. So yeah, it was just good vibes from the start, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, a lot of fun. Absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It was very much. It's just like one of those like instant clicks that you're kind of like, cool. All right. Someone easy to work with too. That's what like, I was gonna say. It was like easy uh, from the beginning. Yeah, and that's like the most helpful thing because then you're like, sweet. That means I can automatically, I can automatically connect to this person and talk about the scene with this person and know, and they know exactly what I'm talking about, which mm -hmm. is like sometimes the hardest part because like yeah. you want to make sure you're on the same page when you're doing the scene. And so I totally. think that's what we we really clicked a lot on just being on the same page all the time. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, we referenced the pandemic shutdown. So can mm -hmm. you talk about how your rehearsal process and your efforts, you know, to connect with each other and the material, you know, before you get ready to tape are different now than they were pre-COVID? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it depends if you have good Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's, I mean, we all, we have Microsoft Teams now. And so that's like what we mainly use. We can't really, inter like, we can't really rehearse too much in person. If, if we do, it's, basically right before we go through the door on the set when we're like way in the hallway, but we can't be in the hallways too long. Um, and we always have to have our mask on, obviously. Uh, we like one person is in our dressing room only. We have like a occupancy sign on our doors. Yeah. So it's like one person. It's weird doing rehearsals over zoom a lot, or like over teams a lot. I, I was, I was a very big, like 
I'm a, I'm a social butterfly with that kind of thing. Like I, I, I was always in the hair and makeup room talking to everybody or I was in the hallways chit-chatting. I was always somewhere else other than my room. And so now that I'm just confined to my room, it's weird. And, and so like, that's, that's probably the biggest change for me is cause I, I was such like a, I was never in one place. I was always in somebody, or if I was, I was in somebody else's room cause I didn't really want to be in mine. <laughs> like, and so that's like the weirdest change for me. And just not being able to socially interact, even to run lines. Yeah. 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 I think there's a fun aspect to it um, where you mm-hmm. don't, it is very, uh, you're just really reacting off the other person sometimes, especially if you don't yeah. have time to run lines or it's no bad Wi Fi. But um, I think specifically with us two, we um, connect really well on the scenes. Luckily, we both have good Wi Fi in our rooms. Yes, we do. And we're <laughs> we not too lucky. far from the room. So we got we yeah. like the same umbrella of Wi Fi. Yeah, so we're good on that. So and with us, like sometimes we'll sit on the phone for an hour, like over mm-hmm. an hour, sometimes just talking and like, even just talking about random life stuff and just kind of connecting yeah. and getting in a good, you know, space with us. We also talk a lot about art personal thoughts on the scenes, our thoughts on our characters, which obviously was really helpful for the storyline we just got through because we would sit and just talk about, you know, the real world, um, uh, not aspect, but you know, the real world ramifications. Yeah. Yeah. Portrayals and ramifications and all of that stuff around it, which, um, again, just created this really safe space for me to do my work and, you know, I think vice versa. So that's been really Absolutely. great. And we've just, we just talk, we just talk a lot. I think that's kind of what it is. We just talk through everything and that's kind of our new way of rehearsing, I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we will literally like be in the middle of a scene and then we'll talk about like, okay, I have this paragraph. I'm not sure how I'm, how I'm supposed to be saying this because yeah. of this, you know, this aspect and this aspect, and this aspect, and then we'll have just a whole conversation about like, what we're feeling in that scene and then that mm-hmm. and yeah like you said it makes that comfortability go so high because then you're yeah. like okay now we're both really on this same page of feelings and like yeah and like you said like the reacting to each other of like the, mm-hmm. throughout the scene it's it really helps and like so we that, always think, know where we're at we always know where where like us as yeah. individuals are at and so it just makes it easier i think when we're working together yeah, and we so, talk through yeah. like everything, and so everything. It, like, it, like when we had some of like the more intimate scenes, when we had the flashback and things, we would talk about everything we were doing, and like, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's discuss this, let's discuss that, yeah. and like, and yeah, so like it was, we, we always, just, I think, I, like you said, it, you said it the best, like we just talk about everything, and that everything. helps helps out a bunch. Yeah, yeah. So that's our that's our way of rehearsing now. <laughs> our way of doing things. That's how we do it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you told us that neither of you knew the true identity of Ali's uh, rapist until mm-hmm. much time we figured it out eventually. Yeah, tell us the story yeah. of you figuring it out and becoming in the know. We asked a bunch um, of questions. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. That was one of the things we did. We, we were to make, we were having to slip up at one point. Yeah, yeah we were being we're, we were asking everyone. We were asking like wardrobe people. We were like, who did it? Like, who so do you think you did know? it? Like, yeah. What do you know? <laughs> Yeah, what have you found out? Like, it was so funny. You know, we're, we were, like, we whispering in the halls. We'd be like, oh, what do you know? Like, tell us. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what we, that's because, yeah, because before we, we found out, or I think we had a, did, is that how you found out? Well, yeah, I remember, I, no, I remember she, it was like we were doing a scene and she came over to me and she was like, she's like, yeah, and you're feeling really guilty because you all, you obviously didn't do this. And then, then I'm like, I didn't do this. <laughs> and she just says it so casually and yeah, we're like yeah. we've been wondering this no this whole time i was like well i was this i've been wondering that 
was like the turning point for me because that's when I was like, okay, now I'm going to find out who this name, like what the name of this character is. So that's when you're really going, that's when you got to like, what we say, ask what wardrobe people or something because you go, listen, I already know it wasn't me. So just like who, who, who <laughs> yeah. is it now? Jan, my, I, I would always pull the, Janet already told me that it wasn't me. So <laughs> you can tell me now because Janet already said it was okay. And like, and, but, and when I found we out- We sound Harley, like children, like annoying we children. Do, we just do, trying to- like, I had to figure out the storylines. They won't tell us anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm so curious. Um, and then when we found out it was Charlie, I was like, oh, okay, Charlie, Charlie. And then Mike, when he ends up getting it, he messaged me. He texted me. He was like, hey, man, are you still on dates? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. I'm coming to the show. And I was like, interesting. Who are you playing? And he's like, uh, this character named Charlie. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I think I know what's going on with you. And I, we ended up meeting up at like just outside at one point because he wanted to talk about the show. And I remember we were talking about it and I was like, and then Shelby ends up accidentally being like, yeah, it's crazy. Like that you guys are brothers. And he goes, what? And she goes, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what? And she's like, not what? <laughs> she says, like, I don't know. and he's like, I don't, I don't know anything about the story. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, and I look at him. I go, I think I know a lot more about this storyline than you do, man. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you yet, so I'm not going to. And I was like, and he goes, it, yeah, so I didn't, so I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. I was like, I'm not going to be getting in trouble. I was like, you can ask anybody else. But I was like, I'm going to, I'll tell you the yeah. minimum amount. But You're yeah, like, so I, I, I was, know now you can't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, they, I, was, I was like, listen, they didn't tell me anything. So they, maybe they don't want you to know anything. So I'm not going to tell you anything either. So yeah. like, you can figure it out yourself. <laughs> He's like, yeah. That's I think though, from the beginning, surprised. from the beginning, we knew it wasn't going to be trip. Like I think everyone yeah. knew that. A because soaps are never going to be that like crystal clear. Yeah. Two because we just knew that that wasn't. We were like that doesn't make any sense for your character. I, yeah, like, I was mad. I was almost mad at first because I, I we had this conversation because I was like I was like this makes no sense for trip because I was yeah. like I was like he already dated a survivor of this that he was like very sincere and like always like. Like we, you know, taking everything slow to her. Like, mm -hmm. I, like I'm like, so this really respectful. No like, why would I, why would I do this now? And so I was, I was almost, I was taking it very personally for a little bit because I was, you know, I'm, I'm I love this character, and so I was yeah. like, why, why, are you, why are you making him so bad? Yeah, like, that's not him. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us your experience of working with Mike Manning. Um, oh. I mean, I loved it. Right. Like I was about to say, you you probably worked with him honestly more than I did with some of this did stuff. I, did I? You think? I don't know. I, I, I mean, we just few, had more of our um, confrontations than anything. Yeah, I feel like you guys had confrontations. I had, yeah, because working with Mike was interesting because really I only had like two or three scenes with him after coming to the realization that he was the one who had assaulted Ali. So I, I didn't have... Um, the scenes before, I mean, Mike's literally the best. He's so lovely. Super, yeah, and super I, sweet. It was just, it, yeah, it was, I remember when we had the scenes that were the flashbacks to the actual event. Oh my God, poor Mike was like verge of tears. This man did not, he was so disgusted. I was like, I felt so bad because he had reached out to me being like, please, let's have a conversation. Like, let's talk to me if you need, you know, anything. He always, of course, was making sure I was really comfortable. He was like, let's talk about anything you want to talk about text me whenever, call me, whatever. Um, and I was kind of fine because I had already gotten my emotional stuff out of the way that I did with Marlena. And these scenes were, um, you know, kind of quick, but oh my God, Mike was so, so did not want to do it. He was like, 
oh, this sucks. I hate this guy, like whatever. So he could not be farther from his character. So it was always really fun working with him. And even we had um, a scene that was kind of emotional. Um, and, you know, just leading up to it, we were like cracking and jokes at each other, like having so much fun. Then they were like, okay, we hate each other. Like get into it. <laughs> so, um, but he's the, like, I love him. He's a really great person and actor. So it was always really fun working with him, even though our scenes were not always the most fun. <laughs> and, I, and I've known him for years, like for the last like, you know, seven, eight years. And so I was just excited. I was like, oh man, we get to work together. This is awesome. And then like, turns out being my brother, it's just like kind of just like a cool thing. But then we have never, ever had any type of confrontation in real life because like she said he's like the nicest person so I, nice. I'm like, and, and you're and also like, so we, nice we, it's like two really me, like, nice we, people <laughs> <laughs> and we've always like vibed well together so we just ne i never really you know we never really think about that kind of thing and then like i was like this is gonna be fun getting to like yell at you for a little bit i was like I don't, i'm gonna this is gonna be nice and he's so we just got to have like a fun time of just getting to actually like act together even though we've known each other for years and always talked about it we actually finally got to do it and so that we had a we had a blast doing that we we facetimed like the the day before and i just like ran all of our scenes because we wanted to be like on point so we were mm -hmm. we were excited well now that uh the the truth about uh what happened that night is out mm -hmm. uh it's cleared the way for the show to explore what appears to be some real genuine romantic potential for trip and alley now soap opera digest did a poll where mm -hmm. readers voted 67% in favor of pairing your characters. That's a pretty good score. So, yeah. you know, what do you think about that? Do you think they could be a good match? Um, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I think it's um, definitely an interesting pairing because obviously everything that yeah. happened. But um, I think that they both went through a really tough situation together, obviously in super different ways, but surrounding the same person and, you know, this whole thing. So I think that that can be a really bonding experience. So it totally mm -hmm. makes sense that they're like kind of, you know, not just like connected to each other in that way because they have this shared experience that was so intense. So um, I think it makes sense for them to start forming a relationship, like a friendship at least, you know, because they're just, they have so much to talk about, they're connecting, whatever. So yeah, I think it, it makes sense for them to kind of, obviously also, you know, before this whole night happened, there was a connection yeah, that we saw, you know, yeah, we did, we already did have a connection. So I think, you know, it was there a year or whatever ago that happened. So it makes sense. Yeah, like a year and some change or something. Yeah, you're, I, don't uh, know, I don't even know how time what time but it yeah, is. <laughs> I was, I was going to say basically basically like the same thing. It's just that it was like they clearly had some sort of spark beforehand mm -hmm. and then, you know, just very bad things happened in between that that you just can't, you know, help in that way. And and then I, I think that it's been nice though that they're playing it fairly slow, that it is like the friendship really first because yeah, it is something I think that it's, just, it's it's a hill that they have to climb together that it's important you know, it's to build that friendship first. sweep under the rug yeah exactly yeah. they can't just get rid of it and be like mm -hmm. oh it was gone you know so like it is something that's an underlying factor i think that's something that i think we we talk about a lot in some in a lot of the scenes and mm -hmm. um i i i really like the idea of because i think like you said like there's a lot of potential between these two characters that could grow so well and mm -hmm. it's like, but I, I, I just, yeah, I want it to be 
very genuine and I don't want it to be rushed. I don't want it to be anything like that. Cause I, I don't want it to feel like, Oh, they're two sing- there's two single people in the town. They need to be together obviously right yeah. away. And it's yeah. like, it's like, Whoa, hang on. Like they did just go, like you said, through this traumatic experience that they yeah. need to really work through themselves as long as well as a couple. And yeah. so if they want to really build this relationship, they have to build the foundation of the relationship first. And so I think that, yeah, yeah really, really taking it slow and like, let, letting letting the sparks fly, you know, like out into the wind and then like see if something catches a flame instead yeah. of like you're really just like putting some gasoline on it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, I agree. And they do Weird have analogy, but yeah. No, it's a good one. They do have a connection. <laughs> I mean, Henry is Tripp's nephew. And yeah, yeah. No, and that, that, and that really helps the, the bond form more too, I think, because it's like he does like his – Trip had a terrible childhood, and so I think, and he had a terrible father figure growing up until he met Patch. So I think he also feels like he needs to, he doesn't want this child to grow up without that same feeling. If even if it is just from an uncle, he just wants yeah. somebody to be in his life like that. And I, I think that he's taking a lot of his own personal baggage and putting it into that as well. Yeah, I think too that's really important for Ali, obviously, because Henry's like the biggest part of her life. So she would need mm-hmm. someone who loves him so much and also like yeah. it's always great when guys are good with kids so especially yeah. if it's like your kid you're gonna just you'll you'll swoon a little because i you know it's it's really nice like i think she sees him kind of always helping with henry and it's like this is so like this is just so nice you know well it's funny great. working with that little baby too the baby doll say, tell us about working with uh the baby or a fake baby what is it it's weirdly God. weirdly heavy like it's like it feels like you're holding a baby like the first time I, I have, ever held it. I have yeah. so much beef with this baby. <laughs> me and this baby, yeah, me and this baby are not. She friends. talks about this baby all the time. I uh, hate this no, baby. <laughs> I, I, I remember the first time I ever had to hold the baby. It feels weirdly real. Like it really does. And like the legs and looks, hook around. And looks weirdly real. Looks re- weirdly real. And like the legs like hook around your like your arm when you're holding it. And like you know, like the head is like the neck is like not supported the kind of things so you have to actually like support the head and like it oh has some weight to it. And I remember the first time I'm like we're like in in between scenes and they're giving like us notes about it. And I'm like still just like sitting there and I'm like bouncing this baby and I just like start, I turn and I like, look into the camera and I go why 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 am I bouncing this thing like it's not real. <laughs> I was like I, I was like but it feel, it felt so real that I'm just like talking and I'm just like getting back so there's yeah, this is what you do. And I just, and I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm like, I'm like bouncing this fake baby because I felt like it it felt natural just to like keep it calm. And I'm like, it's so, it's so weird. I I, like, you said you had beef with the baby. That might be my favorite phrase ever. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Break it down. Let's talk through the conflict with the baby. Because this baby, so the first time I saw this baby, (laughs) <laughs> well, there are two babies, but we'll go with the main baby because they switched yeah, yeah, it up yeah. one time. And then I was like, it didn't this work baby's- out. no. So <laughs> they gave the original baby back. Yeah. This baby, the first time I saw it, I literally let out a scream. Like I was like, oh my God, like this baby is scary. You guys, it, it has these, like the hair on its head. Oh my God. It looks like a Chucky doll. It's very <laughs> freaky. And it's just, it looks it's like really, Chucky doll before the trauma of Chucky. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, like, not as, it's not as scary as Chucky, but it has this hair. Oh, it's just really realistic. So I'm like, okay, you freak me out. Like every time I see this baby, I'm like, you're weird. <laughs> it's like how I start all my scenes, just bullying this inanimate 
object. <laughs> but I also do not know how to hold a baby. So like every single time we were doing it one time and no, the director's she does like, not. It's so bad. The director's like, Lindsay, the, he's like, Lindsay, the neck. I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this neck. Like, I don't know. Like, does it have, a, I, doing one this I, asked, I was like, I was like, does this thing have a neck yet? And they were like, what? Like, of course, yes, the baby has a neck. You just have to hold it. Does so this thing got a neck? I, I, every time I have to Man. take it out of the carrier, I'm like, can someone else, can we, you know, have can someone else do it? it? Yeah. Can we cheat it? Can it already be out of there? I just, it's so, I, I, because it's just, yeah, it, it does feel like a real baby. It is heavy enough to be a real baby. The head, if you don't hold it, is like to the side. So it's it's kind of like I, A, have beef with it because it's frightening to look at. And then, B, I have beef with it because I don't know how babies work. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that that's, is, that, that's the, that is the beef on my, right. yeah, I, I don't, don't know, I don't how, know babies how babies work. work. <laughs> So true. that's been, you know, really interesting. And I feel like, again, it's been helpful because Ali is also figuring out how babies work as Lindsay figures out how babies oh, work. Man. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of a beautiful connection. I gotta say, I, I would put money on the fact that Ali knew that babies had necks from birth. <laughs> you know, I would Allie... say something like that. Yeah. Okay, At least an knew... idea of it, you know? I knew that it had a neck from birth. I just wasn't. Has this thing got a just... neck yet? What's going I just, on? Like, didn't know Man. how to word it. And I think everyone on set was just like, is this girl okay? I was like, <laughs> I was like just don't. Allie does have some lines, though, that I'm like, Allie, girly, didn't you just go to college? She had a line. I don't remember what it was. Recently, I had a line that was like, oh, why does it matter who murdered him? Like, let's just drop the case. And I was like, done. Allie, you can't do that. Um, so, you know what? What's she the might, matter? She might have not known that babies had necks either. I wouldn't put it past oh. her. She's got a okay. lot to learn. That's what happens when Sammy's got them like all over the world, not really like uh -huh. people. And you I know. know she doesn't know anything. That's so right. funny. Um, well, do you have any favorite moments or scenes that you've played together? Oh, well, I mean, one of the ones that we always talk about just because like we also felt bad because it took we did oh, like, yeah. like 10 takes oh my um, god and usually was, you really was, get one you get like one or two takes yeah. and they were so nice and they let us do like so many oh yeah and it was it was she had the it was when she had the gun on me mm -hmm. and we're it was just like you know everything's amped up and like ready to go and like we were getting so amped up every take and then like throughout the takes we'd be like okay and we get just tongue-tied yeah it was just it so much like, energy yeah, we're both like bouncing around for a second. We're like, we're like sweating. Like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And, like the tenth take, we finally got it, and we were just like, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Because we had to say this. all of this like legislative jargon. Yeah. Like, try yeah. saying jurisdiction really when you're really amped up with a gun and you're like shaking. It is impossible, yeah. guys. Yeah. Let me and tell you, it is not to, easy. Like, trying to sound frantic and you're like you're, you're amped yeah. up you're like what are you it was just that scene yeah. that scene we were both really stressed out because also me and lucas always know our lines we're always on yeah. top of our stuff like it is so out of character for us to have to like to mess up our so, lines we yeah, really rarely we do it like so we both felt, like two takes 
And we both also just felt horrible. We were like, oh my God, yeah. we're like doing so bad. So it was yeah, just- Yeah, we're like, we're wasting everybody's time now. What is going yeah. on? Like now we're not even getting this thing done. Oh my God. Like we yeah. still have like three other scenes after this. Like, <laughs> we're like, like oh what do we got? Are we going to mess so, those up this badly? Like, great. It was gonna so- be fantastic. Yeah, that was a, that yeah. was a very chaotic day. But we, uh, I mean, these, like we have really cute, we have had some really fun, cute scenes. Yeah, there's, there's some scenes that are, yeah, I was like, that aren't, airing yet that are really cute that are just funny cute because they're yeah we, were laugh- we, were like, like we had so much we just had so much fun filming them so yeah. i'm excited to kind like, of see as as our friendship on the show grows like as ali and trip you know get closer it's really cute i'm not gonna say anything about what it is but i'll say that it, it has to do with spit up and <laughs> it, that that was probably something that we laughed <laughs> oh, I just—I—I I, I forgot. We were, that. Yeah, we laughed yeah, really uh, hard. No, Lucas, Janet already told me. You can totally tell. <laughs> oh, me. okay, then great. <laughs> well, That's so funny. One thing you both have in common on the show is that you play the children of really incredible actors. Um, so first, Lucas, tell us if you would about what it has been like to uh, work with Stephen Nichols and Mary Beth Evans and your relationships with them. Oh, I mean, first of all, it's like, it's literally like a masterclass when you're watching them in, like, in the works. Because, like, for like for one, Mary Beth will always tell you that she never knows her lines. It's a lie. She always knows her lines. She just sometimes, <laughs> yeah, she just sometimes won't say them all perfectly until we, you know, say action. But she always jokes about that. And then, and Stephen is, like, the most, like, he knows everything about what's going on in the day's world kind of thing like and like when you're doing a scene with him he's like you're like like well what did we just what were we just talking about well it's like well we were talking about this because you're feeling this way about this this and this and you're like okay great and then you immediately put your headspace into that scene and that's what steven is probably like one of the best at and he's able to like like if we have like a sentence because you know sometimes some sentences like the writers are writing so many scripts sometimes like there are things that are repetitive or like things like that like and he's amazing at like we'll just reword it this way or like he'll he could like rewrite something just slightly to be like and it's the same thing but just different words and like and like it's literally watching like these two pros just you know work this masterpiece when they're like they're doing it every single time and so the fact that when I first started they basically just like took me under their wing and they were like you're our kid now kind of thing I'm like okay great and like and so they, they really helped me grow. I mean, grow as an actor, especially, uh, and, and on this show, really, really dive deep into some of these storylines and like, just like fully embrace the, the town and like the character and just like fully just take it into yourself and go, this is, this is you now. Like, this is like, this is the character. Like, this is going to be so much fun. And like, and like the, they just, they add such a, a, family like feeling but also like like you're saying like a comfortability where it's like i feel so comfortable when i'm like doing scenes with them mm-hmm. and and it's it, it's it's just just an incredible feeling because it does feel like they're like my two parents like on this show and but they're also like best friends as well like of mine so like it's it's a friend parent relationship <laughs> so it's really fun well, someone you didn't have the first time around is Tamara Braun, um, who now is back yes. with Ava. So tell us what it's been like with her. She's so much fun. For she's one. awesome. I love her, and so and she is. She's been yeah, like like now she she has like such that she always calls me her like she always says, "Oh, there's my son." When I see her in the hallway, but like I consider her such as like 
like a close friend more than like a mother kind of thing. And like, it, cause we, we, same thing with like Lindsay and I, like, we'll, when we start doing scenes, we'll talk for like 30 minutes before we even do any scenes and we'll just talk for a bit. And then like, now we'll get into it. And so like, I, I, I love having Tamara here. She's so, she's so much fun. So easy to work with too. And like, she's also very technical with the scenes that really helps you. I mean, it really like having someone else that like really goes now we're into character like you're like oh it, it helps you go into character so much easier and like you don't have to worry about like is this person going to bring me you know exactly what i'm hoping kind of thing it's like oh tamra she's gonna bring it every single time yes. she's gonna be way better than you are kind of thing you know what i mean like <laughs> so it's like you have to like really up your game when you have her on but i love i love having tamra she's amazing add a little spice to it you know it's really it's a lot of fun yeah she's really fun Lindsay, not too shabby on your end. You have mm -mm. Alvin Queenie, uh -uh. Ryan Petillo, Ariane Zucker in your midst. You know, tell us about yeah. working with those yeah. pros. Um, so I have probably honestly worked with Ari the most out of like anyone on the show, I feel. And I love that woman so much. She like, she's just so funny. We have so much fun together. We are always are, like just yeah oh my god she's like an angel i love her so much but um we just have so much fun and she's hilarious she's one of the funniest people i've ever met so whenever we're on set we're just like always goofing around and you know again it's that like we have a great connection and it's really really easy to work with her we're always super open you know with each other so we get great stuff from it um and working with it's so funny because working with brian and ali i feel like Brian, me and Ali, I feel work really similarly in the way that we'll be like, all right, let's run these lines. Let's, you know, talk a little bit. And then, and I love working with her. And we, we just were, had scenes the other day, actually, where we were like, oh, we love working together. These are always such like lovely scenes, but obviously she's Ali Sweeney. So she always brings it, which is great for me because I'm like, just as long as I'm receptive, I can like work off of her so well and so easily, which makes my job like a million times easier when you're working with someone who's so talented. Um, and Brian, I always say this about Brian, but he has this gift of like, he will be joking and laughing and being like his sarcastic self up until they're like action. And then he's like, ha ha ha. And he's like, Allie. Like he just immediately goes into character. And I'm like, I don't know how he does that because I sometimes, you know, I need a few, at least seconds before to kind of get into my character. And he'll just like be joking up until the minute it goes. And I always, I think I've told this, I have said this to him before too, but like the first time I worked with him, he was joking around and I was like not laughing because I was like, I'm new here. I need people to think I'm serious. I can't laugh at any of your jokes. Because I, I, was, like, I was like, I'm a professional. Um, but yeah, so he's really, really fun to work with. And it's just been so awesome working with them. And it's just, you know, again, like Lucas was saying, they just have helped me so much grow as an actor. And that's how I feel, you know, with Lucas, like I, it's very easy and it just like, it feels natural, which is what you're trying to achieve when you're acting. It's yeah. just getting those natural emotions and feelings. And, you know, every, I think, and again, I think it's because there is everyone on set is so lovely. And so, um, like there is just a comfort with everyone. There's a trust with everyone of like, whatever you do, I'm going to work with you and we're going to do it. And I think it's also, you know, a reflection of soaps as a whole, because you don't have a lot of time to make decisions. So you have to be open and honest with the people you're working mm -hmm. with because you don't have time to redo it or, you know, unless you're mean Lucas that one time, <laughs> but other yeah, than that, you exactly. don't have time to redo it. So, um, yeah, it's just really special. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Lindsay, you are coming up on the one-year anniversary of your debut. So how would you sum up your first year in Salem? I mean, this was very, it was a very emotional year. My first year in Salem was a lot of crying. I had, I had weeks where I was just crying every single day at work. And, um, it was, it was honestly very draining. Like it was a very draining, uh, past year. I mean, also, of course there was a pandemic, so I had a lot of time off, but you know, then I came back and it was just this really intense storyline. So I am really excited to see Allie kind of get to show a lighter side of her and explore that young fun side because it has literally been just like a dark, stormy cloud over Allie since she arrived. And over so your head, just falling. Over you my around. head, just constantly. So it's been so fun, even these past, you know, few weeks that it's kind of been been lightening up. It's been so fun exploring this different side of her personality. So um, I'm really glad that I kind of came in and did such a heavy storyline because I feel like it got me real comfortable with everybody with, you know, yeah. right away, um, you know, cry to everybody like on set at one, at one point. So yeah, it's, it's been, um, definitely draining, but it's been really, really fulfilling. I'm really proud of a lot of the work that I did over the past year. So I'm excited to kind of see where things go from here with her. It's very exciting now. For each of you, how would you say that that being cast on days has changed your life? Oh, I mean, I was like a hundred, like a complete turnaround. I was, obviously I live in Los Angeles now. I lived in New York. I was going to college. Now I don't. Like, it's just been a whole turnaround. It's been, you know, this is definitely like the, was a huge step in me, in my career. And it's just, you know, been completely life-changing. I've moved. I'm, you know, um, just like working all the time. It's, I'm financially independent, which is really cool. It's just been a whole, like I'm, I'm fully adulting. It's just been a full, it's fully really adulting. turned me into an adult really fast. So it's been, uh, insane. Yeah. yeah and my, it's just, it's changed me just cause like, it's really helped me become a better actor in general. And like, I think it really helps like, help me like dive into scenes a lot easier instead yeah, of like I, I i think i used to overthink like you're saying like i used to, I'm, I'm very much yes. in my head still, but like i used to overthink a lot of scenes when there's some scenes that it, the subtlety is the best part about them and so and i think that's this is something that's really helped me learn throughout the years i've been here and so i i think that's really changed me and also it's just my memorization skills are very, very <laughs> well, like high up right now. So that, I'm very happy with that. And, uh, uh, but no, I, I, I think that it's just, like I said before, like this is such a family oriented show. And like, it says, it's like everybody here feels like you're part of a family that like, mm -hmm. I, I can't wait until we're able to all hang out again. Cause just to everybody go out and get a drink or go to the, go to a restaurant yeah, or something same. just because that was, that was something I missed so much about this because these are friends that we'll have our entire lives because like you're with them all the time like they're the loveliest of people and you mm -hmm. want they're people you want to be around instead of just like oh they surround you no like you want to surround yourself with these types of people and so yeah. it, it, okay. it, that's something like i think has really changed the most is just that like i i want i want all these people to be around me all the time well, before yeah. we let you go, anything you want to say directly to the Days fans? 
Ooh, um, stay tuned. You're going to have some fun. Yeah. Get excited. Yeah. Cause I think it's yeah. about to get really good. And just of course, uh -huh. thank you guys for watching and all the support, the support on Ali and trip we've been getting. We've actually been getting a lot of really, like, really tally nice tweets. Or trally, and, which are really funny. I think it's tally. That's the one I'm Tally sounds more. better to me tally than trally. Trally sounds like a weird, I was about to say that. I was like, it sounds like a weird trolley that you like, yeah. can't ride. Uh, but yeah. not, like you're not allowed to Tally's like it's cool. been closed down for years um but not yeah like, abandoned not, uh, yeah abandoned there's like yeah all kinds of stuff going on with that yeah. tally you don't want that we love yeah we, we're, we like the tally so yeah, from, tally, from tally, Alley, tally, we say tally 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 is what tally. we want <laughs> yeah. it is well, so much fun thank you both so much for spending so much time with us today and you're gonna come back COVID negative and go right to work yep hopefully that's all we do that's all we do well have a great day and hope to talk to you soon thank you so awesome. much thank bye so guys much. we appreciate Thanks. it okay bye, bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Lindsay Arnold and Lucas Adams for being our guests. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.